So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you gotta compete. Welcome to Thin Air. All right, F&B podcast listeners, we are back. It is week three of the podcast. I uh, hope you guys are ready for it. I know I am. Kamish, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm good. I'm feeling good about the podcast. Uh, I mean, we'll get into it in a little bit. but Yeah, so uh, basically, first off, we just want to say thank you guys for uh, – uh, giving us some contributions over the week on what you guys want to see us talking about. It's always good to have participation from the listeners and the followers of Fast Neat Below Average. Um, we're trying to keep these uh, podcasts relatively short, around that 40-minute mark right now. So as we kind of get down the road here and we get some interviews going, that'll kind of fulfill another 15 to 20 minutes so we round out at about an hour. Uh, that being said, That being said, send us legitimate submissions for people – that you want to see us interview. Um, we're hoping to kind of do one interview a week, whether it be alumni, uh, people who are currently at the school, or just anyone you think that the listeners would like to hear us talk to. So we got a lot of good things coming um, over a little while here, and uh, we'll kind of get into it this week. We got a lot of good things to talk about. Commission, you kind of sound a little down on yourself over there, though. Do you have uh, something you want to talk about? Uh. I'm not going to say that I'm necessarily down, but I guess that's a good kind of segue into our first segment and just football recap. Um, I mean, my notes for this, for this entire game that I took from basically pregame until the final whistle, uh, if you were to look at my phone, they are longer than the walk up from Blower 2 Dig to Sajon Tower. They're outrageously long. And I do want to just start off by saying, basically, as always, there is a preface, preface here. I haven't spoken to any player. I haven't spoken to any coach. We don't have any football team insiders, and so all the opinions that I'm about to give are from an armchair quarterback situation. I don't really know. I know that there's it's football, coaching it, uh, being on the team, directing a team, and kind of setting like goals throughout the season. It's more than just what is the day-to-day operation. How are we going to do against a team like Michigan? So I don't know whose hands are tied here. I don't know exactly what happened. But the one thing that I do want to start off by saying is that Basically, there's not a single player on the entire football team who should feel like they didn't play their hearts out and that they didn't play essentially a perfect game. There were The mistakes were absolutely minimal from our team. And um, I would just have to say that entering the game, I thought about two things. First of all, I would compare a performance to Army's game against Ohio State. That was my plan before the game. And the reason is because Ohio State is ranked number eight yesterday going into the game, and obviously Army's another service academy. And we were playing against Michigan, who was ranked number seven. So it's kind of a similar ranking there, both Big Ten teams that we were going to take on. And then second of all, I would compare this game that we were going to play to the 2007 matchup when Appalachian State beat Michigan. Now, I know that isn't necessarily a sequitur. It doesn't really follow in terms of a football standpoint. But in my in my opinion, from a symbolic standpoint, to where it was kind of we went in there with a what-do-you-have-to-lose uh, mentality, uh, a, basically a small team playing against a big team. So when the game started, I knew it was going to be like two dogs meeting for the first time, kind of a lot of butt sniffing. Coach Harbaugh really probably didn't want anybody on his team to get hurt. He probably had the mentality of just get your win and get out. He said it in press conferences that he wasn't overlooking us, but at the same time, he really didn't want to have to... It, it wasn't a statement win for them. And then uh, Air Force basically played slow and methodically. Nothing seemed to rattle him. Air Force works harder for its yards than any other team in the country. And... We lost momentum a couple times on some small things. Uh, one, there was a freshman, Landrum, had an unsportsmanlike conduct. He laid the lumber, like, essentially after the play was done. Young, immature, that's fine. Other than that, the only gap that I really saw was our third and long. Our playbook seemed so thin, it was like the coaches never even thought we would get to that spot. Uh, there was one play where we were third and 25 in the third quarter, and our play was a quick draw. We ran a draw play right up the gut. And another time that, that really sticks out in my mind with confusion and just not having the ability or the wherewithal to pull the trigger was when it was second and nine and we clearly looked confused. 
it looked like the play was going to be busted before the play even started. And as soon as the, the whistle blew, or as soon as we snapped the ball, the play was busted. And then we took a timeout after that. So that's essentially a waste of a down. Um, I have to say that I think Worthman played a flawless triple option scheme. He was smart. He was patient. He never seemed rattled. Uh, he only tried to force one pitch, which I think would be, you know, when you get kind of stuck in those situations, when you want to just pitch the ball and hopefully just get yards, like as you're going down. He only did that one time, and I think that's a very natural reaction. He kept his head about him. He was really, really smart. Uh, McVeigh was clearly very well scouted, but he grinded on 11 carries, averaging 5.6 yards a carry. And obviously we can't forget uh, Ronald Cleveland's 64-yard touchdown, uh, which looked as good as any other spread offense that you'd see in the NCAA. Luke Striebel, our kicker, had a great day, two for three, and he hit a 50-yarder um, on the field goals. He obviously hit all of his extra points. Um, defense played, in my opinion, not as good as just a top 25 team. They were as good as any top 10 team and any team that would be in the Big Ten Conference. Um, they only allowed one touchdown. Special teams let in one touchdown. Marquise Griffin had an unreal stop uh, on about the five-yard line. He was playing his defender and stepped up and made the tip at the very last second. It was an unbelievable play. And so we knew that basically after the first half, though, that even though we held them 6-9, to nine, that they were going to come out hot. They were going to make some quick adjustments. I mean, their coaches are they're NFL quality coaches, and a lot of them have NFL experience. And so they came out and scored very quickly on us. But the question was, how were we going to respond? And I think our players responded effectively and appropriately. It was just, it came down to the coaching. And so, like I said, I compared this game to the Army versus Ohio State game. Ohio State ran that game. They ran the clock down. They slowly moved the ball. When they were in the red zone, they just punched the ball in. That wasn't what happened in our game. And if you don't believe me, you have to realize that three of their guys got carted off the field on Michigan, including one of their starting running backs and key players. We hit hard. We played hard. In a game like this, Michigan has a shot at the national championship this year. Half their starters will end up on an NFL team in some form or fashion, whether it's starting or down to practice squad. We don't have that. It seems like our coaches are content with escaping with an honorable loss, a 750 season, and a bowl game sponsored by a defense contracting company. I think that the fans, the cadets, and most of our, our players basically deserved more aggressive play calling than that. I've seen us play Michigan State. I've seen us play Michigan and Oklahoma before. This team is special. Basically, I know that they're young, but they can flat out play. I really didn't even care about Army and Navy after this game. They're ants, and we could squish them. I just think that we should have rerouted our play. Basically, the biggest thing that I want to say is that I'm proud of our guys. It came down to a big coaching error, and once again, it just hurt to see that I think that we could have beaten Michigan. We outplayed them. We were just outcoached. So did you have any thoughts on the game? Yeah, I mean, I agree with a lot of the things you said there. The biggest problem I had was we're limiting ourselves to essentially being a two-down team, not even giving us a chance on third downs if it's over a third and five because I feel like we're so scared to throw the ball when we do have solid wide receivers and obviously Worthman as a thrower. Uh, the, other, the other thing that I kind of had, had an issue with here, and this might be just because, um, you know, I like to see people just mix it up on the field, but um, it, we're playing Michigan as a service academy. I don't know why uh, we're not mixing in more Air Force Academy type football with kind of trick plays, reverses, things like that. Uh, not a single punt was faked. Uh, that's something I like to see. I mean, if I was running the team, I would want pretty much 50% of the punt formations to be punts and the other 50% to be fake punts uh, to try and get some yardage, but that just might be too much to ask for. Uh, but I think that's all I really have on the game there. Yeah, I think there's just not a whole lot to be said. Like, I, I and th the biggest thing is that the, the only crybaby out of this that I've really seen is me. It's not the players. The players had a ton of class. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I don't know the inner workings of the team. All I can do is kind of speak from the outside. So stinks, but I think if this game showed us anything on a positive note that we're going to breeze through Army, we're going to annihilate Navy. And uh, even next week when we have San Diego State, who just beat Stanford uh, yesterday, I don't see any reason why we won't beat them. So Yeah, the, uh, the rest of the I season looks really, really good for us. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, like I said, it would be really cool if we could get to a, to one of the higher-up bowls. But at a very minimum, we'll end up in the Bell Helicopter Bowl <laughs> sponsored by Mitch's. So. Well, let's get on to a little bit of a lighter note. Um, I think – yeah. First segment that we kind of talked about doing here. We talked about RIP segments last week. Do you kind of want to get into what today's segment, first segment's going to be like? Yeah. So 
this is our third podcast. We're starting to really get into the fold here. We're getting a little comfortable. So I think today's pod, today's segment for RIP podcasts or RIP segments is going to be RIP RIP segments. Whoa! So we're gonna kill RIP segments because it's not necessary. Because I think that everything that we have, we're gonna stick with for right now. We are now. That being said, we're not killing these segments off, but we are going to. I mean, a couple of these segments have been some bad boys, so I think we're gonna have to restrict them. So. Get to know your Falcons. Um, I think we shouldn't do that this week because I'm starting to get to know the Falcons. So now if you told me, like, oh, Arian Worthman, like, yeah, I know exactly. Well, that, that's the is. point of the segment, so we're kind of we're doing our job. Yeah, 29-year-old organ donor from Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. I know that. <laughs> um, and then the other one is underrated sporting event of the week. And so this underrated sporting event of the week this one's kind of on you guys, and I don't want to, I don't really want to, I don't know, should we do it, should we scold the listeners? Not yet. All right. I don't want to go too off hard, hard on too. you guys, but I just, they are, they are coming off a loss, but I do want to let you guys know that, um, you know, we call it the underrated sporting events to send, to get you guys to go to them, so you can like send us pictures of you there and, and prove that it actually is underrated, and you can say, wow, everybody should be going to these events. But we basically haven't been getting any of that. And then on top of that, um, we've had people sending us sporting events that are not even feasible to get to. We had someone try to send us to send us and the cadet wing who were going to go to these underrated sporting events to like Montana this weekend. So not going to happen. We're going to put that one uh, on restriction for right now until further notice. I think I think the biggest thing is that this is a this is a four class problem, you know, not a fourth fourth class problem. Exactly. So yeah. So, so that's RIP, RIP segments. We're killing RIP segments, and that's it. So we're not going to do that next week. But uh, that being said, we are going to introduce a couple of new segments today. And so, well, maybe just one. But the first one is Soup's List. You want to talk about Soup's sure. List? Sure. So Soup's List, obviously, I don't know that me and Kamesh are too familiar with ever being on the Soup's List, but the idea behind it is that you're excelling in three things. Uh, so you're excelling athletically, militarily, and academically. So what we're going to kind of do here, um, similar to the cadet consent disenroll segment, which we'll get into later, but essentially soups list, um, we're going to mention something at the academy, um, and then pretty much each of us, myself and Kamish, will pick the top three either places to do that thing um, or kind of dependent on what the question actually is, but you'll understand a little more when we get into it here. So we're going to, we're going to present each other uh, with an option, and we're going to each pick the top three best options to do that thing at the academy. But we're Yeah, but it'll be like the, the same thing. So you can compare and tell us who's, whose ideas are better. So um, so you ready to do it? I'm ready. You want me to say what it is? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so... So this week, our very first inaugural, first ever Soups List segment, the topic is places at the academy to poop. It's as easy so as that. everybody does it. Yeah, everybody poops at the academy. Uh, but some places are better than others. I will say that I think one of the worst places is down in like the athletic building. Like, those locker rooms are disgusting. They don't flush. I don't really... I'm not a civil engineering guy. It wasn't mandatory class, so naturally I didn't take anything that wasn't mandatory when it came to engineering. But those are awful. So, yeah, let's name our top three, because some places... Actually, some places are definitely better than others. So, what do you got? You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Do you want to go first? Okay. No, 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 no. All right, I'll go first. All right. Okay. Uh, number one, I have... And these are kind of places coupled with... Uh, what's going on kind of as you're doing it. So my first one is the bathrooms in Arnold Hall that are to the left of the ticket booth area, uh, specifically during a long brief. So you got, you're got you at a mandatory briefing. You get up, you go to those bathrooms, you just plop yourself down there, and you just get on your phone for, I don't know, it could be anywhere from five minutes to an hour, and you probably wouldn't notice a difference. But you walk out, and then you see the flood of cadets leaving, and you just kind of join the group like you're at the briefing the entire time. I like that a lot. Well, see, here's the only problem that I have with that is I never got cell phone service in a hall. So if you're gonna go, if you're gonna cop a squat in those bathrooms, you gotta you gotta do like a pre digital era poop and find something to entertain. Or you yourself. just have games so downloaded. 
That's true. Well, I didn't think that far ahead, so I just got really good at like toilet paper origami. <laughs> so I could, I would fold like F twenty two and stuff. Oh uh, yeah, of course. Sick. You can probably f- still find some of them from from back yeah, in the day. Yeah, keep a lookout. All right, you ready for my yeah. second one? All right, what else? Yeah. All right, the second one is um, a little bit of a controversy here, but it's going to be the Jacks Valley stalls, specifically, <laughs> specifically when it's nighttime. You wake up. You probably had a nightmare. You wake up, you got to squeeze one out. So you go to the Jack's Valley stalls. There's no door. And you usually find yourself in there with yeah. like one other kid. And you both kind of like just yeah. give your, give each other a little head nod from across the way. And you're, you know that both of you are just contemplating all your life decisions at that point And like whether it's even worth waking up the next morning uh, to continue on with Jack's yeah. Valley. So it was kind of like That's... it kind of brought you together by misery, I think is the best way to put it. See, I, I I actually love that, but I am going to take kind of a different stance on it. Uh, I I enjoy going to the Jacks Valley bathrooms to prove who's the alpha male. So, you know, you hear, oh, you got a kid down in, over in Barbarians who, you're in Hellcats, he's in Barbarians, and he's like gunning for that number one spot of Big Bad Basic. Yep. Guess what? You find, you find out that kid's nighttime poop schedule, you hunt him down, and you sit directly across from him, never breaking eye contact when you void yourself. <laughs> And you just show them who the true alpha is. That's another way. Before to you do know it. it, when you're hitting each other with pugil sticks, or you see him on the A course, like he knows who's he knows who's boss. Yeah, that's fair. So I like that. Plus, you have the uh, graffiti art, you know, saying like IHTFP 2012, and all. You know, pretty much every class has left their mark. So it's kind of like it's kind of like history. Yeah. You're kind of catching up on history while you're there as well. Yeah. Although some pranksters wrote like class of 1945, and I'm on to you guys because I don't think there was a class of 1945 at Usafa. So I don't know. We'll have to do some research. I'm not a book guy. Yeah. Uh, my last yeah. one. So you ready? Yeah, All right. Good. My last one is the small bathroom on the corner of each squad towards the end where it's kind of shared by the two squads where the building makes an L. Um, oh, it's yeah. kind of the cool kids bathroom because, you know, like yeah. you had to be a cool kid to have a room toward the end of the squadron to show that like, you know, I'm not going to live near the AOC or the AMT. Uh, and then Mm-mm. coupling into that is you over time, you kind of stake claim on which stall is yours. If you're a frequent bathroom goer and people kind of know yeah. to respect it. The only, the only problem is 90% of the time they're going to be covered with trash bags. So it's like the rare time yeah. you can actually use them and you can just kind of waddle out of your room real quick is, is just golden. But once again, see, this is where I'm saying like, this is the alpha thing. It's marking your territory. If uh, if it is covered in a trash bag, just pee on it, and then it's yours. And then no one's ever allowed to use it again, even after Goodwill fixes that's, it. Yeah, that's true. Is that a good idea? I realize I kind of have a lot of like like weird like alpha things about going to the bathroom. I, it's maybe primal. I get that checked out. It is. It's it's one of the most primal things you can do, especially Yusafa. All right, you ready to hear mine? Ready. Okay, so my first one is uh, in the mountains. So during ESET, during CST, oh, yeah. whatever you want to call it, uh, just just getting one with nature, you know. The biggest thing is is don't do it where you make camp. Uh, you'll get in trouble for that. I'm not speaking from experience, but I know a guy. Uh, yeah, if you're gonna make camp and and then it's kind of like three in the afternoon, someone and it's just really hot out, and all of a sudden there's just like some fecal matter baking. <laughs> People get pretty mad at you. Also, but that, like I said, that had nothing to do with me. I like that. It kind of brings you one with nature. But as we know, Mother Nature can be cruel. True story. First time I sat down after that first little escape process during ESET, uh, yeah. sat right on a cactus. So it wasn't comfortable for Did the next you? week. Yeah. Oof. Is it, are you okay now? No, I'm still recovering. Like, this is like a lot of years later. I know, but sometimes okay, you roll over, you still feel a little prickle back there. Yeah. So in the mountain. Also, if you ever miss it, you can just... You want to get away from it all, just kind of just leave your squad and just go just drive out to the woods and just drop drop the old ABU pants. Yeah. Um, so my second one, this is this. I know these are seeming kind of silly, but these are all legit to us. This one is actually very true. And if you don't know about it, there are unisex bathrooms near in uh, Fairchild that are right next to the, where the elevators oh, yeah. are. And it, I think it might only be on the far side. Like... The furthest side from, uh, from like, of the Tizo, but 
those bathrooms are so prime. The only thing that's awkward is because, like I said, they are unisex. I think they're supposed to be for girls. I think they're also sure teacher bathrooms. Girls bathrooms. Yeah, I think they're for teachers. But teacher, I mean, being a teacher isn't a gender. So it's, it's not like whatever. I don't care about that. But there's nothing worse than like if you're just if you're just in there for a while after <laughs> like street taco day, and then uh, there's just like some poor small girl just standing on the other <laughs> side, just like, oh hey, what's up? Like, hey, good luck in there. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Maybe go down to the ESET building, grab a grab a gas mask. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mop five gear. Okay, and then yeah, and then my final one. Um, once again, yeah, I realize this is a really primal primal topic for me. Um, the the construction. There's always construction going on on the Tizo. I don't think there's ever not been construction going Actually, on. Actually, and there a lot is of times they'll set the up the week of parents' weekend and the week of graduation. No construction. Yep, that's. That's what it is. The Air Force Academy is on a constant cycle to make it look good for the two times a year that real life taxpayers are at the academy. Yep, pretty much. Besides weird tourists who like to hang out on the chapel wall on Fridays. So my final one is, uh, yeah, like I said, there's always construction going on on the Tizo and construction companies. Like obviously they're not going to come into our squads and use the bathroom. So always leave porta potties out there. You know what? Like you said, sometimes all the all the stalls have trash bags over them. Why not head outside onto the Tizo and just and just do your business out there? So I think that's my pick. Uh, that's a savage I move. I was known to do that a few times. <laughs> that is a savage move. Yeah. Once again, it's marking your territory, though. So so you walk outside, you see the dudes jack. Well, the, the dudes wake you up at 6 o'clock in the morning, just jackhammered away. You wake out, get out there, give them a nod. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sense <laughs> it. That's the guy who he, – he, like, owns a piece of our brain. Like, he has real estate in our mind, so – you're just thinking on the next That's the next I, level when it comes to using the bathroom, but I don't think most of us are there yet. No, no. I mean, well, it's an art. I think we talent. should move on to the next um, topic. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say, I wonder how many listeners we've lost yeah. in the last in the last four to five minutes talking about this. Um, all right, you want to do behind enemy lines? Yeah, let's do it. All right, you go first. All right, uh, behind enemy lines. Well. You guys probably saw it already because we had like 30 of you message it to us, which was awesome. Um, but basically the BYU-Wisconsin game, it looked like – honestly, I'm not too sure. I don't think the Navy has like a Wings of Blue equivalent, and I don't – I think it was like the actual Navy itself. But some yeah. Navy-associated uh, parachute team jumped into the Wisconsin-BYU game, and it was all over social media. I mean – we shared it, and it was shared like about a hundred times off of us, not to brag. Uh, but yep. this dude is coming in hot, trying to. I'm assuming he was trying to land on the 50 yard line because that's where everyone tries to land. Overshoots it by about 50 yards, full speed, and just plants into the wall that goes up to the stands. And his parachute goes over his head and just like folds over half the crowd there. And this dude hit it hard, and. As funny as that was, I think it took away from the next landing. The dude that came in right after him landed on like the twenty yard line, so still not even that good, and just face planted. Like he he hit feet like feet hit, knees buckled, and just face planted into the ground. So like we kind of alluded to in our post, don't send the Navy in to do the job of the wings of blue. I mean, I've never seen the wings of blue land like more than 10 yards outside the 50 yard line, let alone just barreling into the wall that goes into the stands. Yeah. I see. I kind of have a, uh, I don't know, maybe a little bit of a hot take on this one, but I think maybe this just goes to show the difference between seals and like the air force Academy and wings of blue and all that kind of stuff. So the wings of blue has two different teams. They have the competition team and the demo team, I guess. So, the demo team is in charge for jumping into all the games. So they jumped into Michigan and all that stuff. And it's all show. I mean, they, they, they're experts at their craft. And so they have to make it look good, jump in, uh, probably like pick some pick somebody up for the night, like a, get a hot date. And that's like what their entire demo jump consists of. SEALs, on the other hand, their job is to get in, kill people, and get out. And it's not always pretty. So I feel like those dudes, if they were SEALs, considered that a really good job. <laughs> Like they, they like crashed into basically an entire crowd of people. Their parachute just wrecked them. They probably got whiplash and stuff. Uh, little Jimmy sitting in the third row at BYU probably got clotheslined <laughs> by by some of their parachute lines. And this and everyone's like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" And the seals like, "Yeah, it was a great yeah. job." What are you talking like, about? 
And the other, I got to the, the other dude who got ragdolled from, yeah, the other dude who got <laughs> ragdolled from the thirty down to the five, same thing was like, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, what's up? What do you mean we landed? What, like, what, what else do you want from us? Yeah, yeah, we're alive. I mean, I don't know. Is there any HVTs, high value targets in the area you need to take out? Or, <laughs> I don't get it. So. Like, do you want to hang out and watch the game? <laughs> yes. He's like, uh, what do you mean? What game? Yeah. Oh, there's there's a game going yeah. on? I thought well, that was it. Yeah, so that was that was good. That was really funny. Um, yeah, and I echo your sentiments. Thank you for sending us that 50,000 times. Um, <laughs> all right, you want to hear mine now? Yeah. No. No, actually. Actually, right, yeah. So. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I'll, yeah, I'll do one. All right, so... I've real <laughs> I realized something. I got a confession to make just to you. Can we not tell our listeners this though? Yeah, we'll cut My this. Confession? Okay. Um, yeah, we're gonna cut this out. So uh, I've been getting a little bit cocky because our last podcast have been going pretty well. We've gotten some good reception, and I didn't work hard on the first one, but um, I actually read the articles on the first one, and then the second one I read a little bit less. Uh, this one I didn't even read at all. You just read the title. I didn't. Just yeah, it's classic. I don't even th- actually. I didn't even read the actual title of the article. I read like a little BuzzFeed type header. BuzzFeed so, has never been wrong. So, so I don't know. Yeah, so we'll see how this goes. Okay. Um, so the title of this article from the URL link is Naval Academy Garage. So Navy, in addition to having racist buildings, as we found out in our last episode of the FNBA podcast. A lot of buildings there named after racist generals from the World War, no, <laughs> World War II, no, from the Civil War. Um, just really bad news bears all around. Once again, to reiterate, the Air Force has never had this problem. Um, all of our all of our generals have been stand-up guys. You want to talk about Lance P. Sijon? What do you want to talk about? How much of a hero he was or how great he was on the, on the gridiron? It's up to you. So that's basically all of our buildings. So in addition to having these building problems, they are now building a parking garage on the Naval Academy grounds, and supposedly it's going to be in December. So they're taking down building names of generals, and now, and that's to protect all the little special snowflakes at the Naval Academy, and now, guess what? They're building a physical structure to protect the cars and themselves from literal and symbolic snowflakes. So what are your thoughts on that? Because I think it's ridiculous. I mean, what's next? You know, they're not going to be walking around in hard-toed shoes or hard-soled shoes. Like, when does it stop? Yeah. Will it just be yeah. like a? I is, really don't is understand. The school just going to be like a clown school? Yeah, I think what's going to happen is is we're going to show up to the uh, was it Navy and Marine Corps Stadium, and we're going to go out for like kickoff, and they're all going to show up in like their their PC gear, and they're going to have belts around their waist. <laughs> I was just about to like, say that. What are you guys doing? And they're going to be like, oh, we're we're a flag football team yeah. now. What are you guys doing? Like, oh, we're here to bust some skulls and, and destroy your motivation. It's like, oh, no, no, no. We don't keep score. We just play fa- flag football for fun. Yeah. So. This is actually. Um, I think that's kind of what. Navy's I don't know what. Uh, they're called it Navy. They're not squads. But they're like, this is Squadron 10. It, it's their week to play. Yeah. I think they're called schools. Like schools of fish. Oh, that would make sense. Or a fleet. A fleet yeah. of ships. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it fleet? Yeah, fleets. I think it's fleet. I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah, really funny stuff uh, coming out of Navy. I don't know if you noticed, we didn't have an Army We didn't have an army story this week. And the reason for that is because we are full steam ahead. What is it? Give me something like full throttle, ready to go. We're just ready Max for the Navy. And that's Max Afterburners, yeah. And, uh... I don't know. I'm excited. It's coming up here in a few weeks, and then it's going to be the first weekend of October. We're going to head out to Annapolis to take them on, embarrass them in front of their friends and family, and then we're going to invite those those little kids up there from the Hudson out to take us on in November, which we're going to be at. So I'm excited. But if you, um, I'm excited too. If you do kind of want a little Army football or Army fill, just keep you keep it in mind. Army's played three games and they have 36 passing yards. So. I don't know. Just something to throw out there. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Don't don't embarrass them. Sorry. For all of our army listeners, we're sorry. We're sorry about that. We yeah. don't, also, we stop don't listening. But also go go listen. Go color with paint or, something, <laughs> or crayons or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on. Next subject. 
or next subject segment is spoken like a true cadet. So as you guys know, we pick a phrase that is pretty popular with the cadets. It's something. You know what's funny is we'll get people who say stuff and things. It's just weird how stuff just kind of passes on and how it's like it never really dies because I'll hear the one thing. And I mean, maybe I should save this for another time. And this isn't actually our topic for today, but uh, ever since I was a freshman, people would be like, how are you doing? And it's clearly, you can just see the look on their face to where they're so strained, so stressed out. And they're like, living the dream. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, dude, you're clearly not living the dream. And so we'll get Snapchat sometimes from like freshmen who are like, I'm living the dream. Like, I actually, that's a great point. I yeah. can't stand when people say that. Yeah. You're not living the dream. Like, I'm sorry. You're not. No, none of us are. And stop trying yeah. to be funny and sarcastic by saying that. The Air Force Academy is an ends to is a means to an end. Absolutely, it's not like you're not having fun there. It's a sacrifice. There are people who, yeah, the people who have fun there. I mean, the, I think there's two things. They're either really really good at the academy, which I was not, and they are also um, have never had fun before. So, I mean, I'm not trying to be divisive. I'm not trying to divide our listeners or the cadets, but I don't know. Sorry, that's kind of what's going on with them. So anyways, this week's topic, or the thing that's always being said, is I don't want to waste your time. And this one is a phrase that's uttered at every single roll call. It's said at every speech, and it drives me bananas. I think I, I should have done this. Once again, we don't do a lot of preparation for this show. I should have timed it out beforehand to figure out exactly how long it takes to say I don't want to waste your time. Because if you were to add it up throughout the entire my entire tenure at the Academy... And you were to give me that time back, it's a pretty good nap. Yeah, I think yeah. after class easily. That's a nap like, in between uh, when you should be at MCQ, but you're in between lunch and your next class yeah. or practice. Yeah, you're skipping a briefing. You know, take a nap with all that time you got left over. Yeah. yeah. So I think people say it a lot, and it's just it's really funny because they'll say it. They'll say it when it's like the time when they have like certain slides to brief anyways and that always drives me bananas during especially roll calls when people you'll look up and they'll say all right guys we're gonna i don't want to waste your time we're gonna make this really quick and you look and it's like 57 slides (laughs) like how are you gonna make 50 if you were to click like to click 57 times in a row that's still more time than i want to spend listening to you and staring at your dumb face (laughs) so i don't know and once again, see the other thing is, is I realize this this also does happen on active duty. Oh yeah, and it's like, oh, yeah. well, can I kind of touch awful. on this a little bit? Yeah, go for so, it. So I think this kind of wraps into the same. It's the same guy who does that. That kind of is the same guy who will get up at a you know a little squadron meeting and he'll be like, you know, guys, I'm not going to sit up here and blame you guys for failing all the Ammies this week, and he just blames you by saying he's not going to do it. And then he goes on to continue yeah. doing it. Oh. But if you throw the, I'm not going to be the guy who's up here mad because we failed uh, six Ammies this week. It's like, well, you just did. That's exactly what you did. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like you, you ever hear like no matter what you say, anything that comes after the but, like whatever you said before that doesn't count. Like with so all due like, respect. I think you're a great, uh, yeah, I think you're a great guy, but you're the worst. Like yeah. well, nothing you said before the but yeah. really matters. <laughs> it's kind of like that with all these phrases. Like, whatever you're telling me you're not going to do is exactly what you're going to do. Like, I'm not going to point any fingers, but it was this exact person who did this. And it's like, they say it right in front of your AMT and AOC. And all of a sudden (laughs) you're the worst person. So yeah, experience that a lot. If you can tell, I don't know if you can tell that kind of hits close to home. So, (laughs) all right. You ready to move on to the next one? Yeah. 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 Okay. So this is slowly becoming one of my favorite segments that we do. It's cadet rule change. So we pick rules, and not all of them necessarily are in the CSP. Some of them are just rules that you live by. Some of them might be unspoken. Uh, I don't. I feel like we can maybe like affect some change in the academy to where people realize like, why are we doing this? Like this isn't a rule, but I don't know. So the one rule <laughs> I want to talk about this week is no going to the bathroom in Astro, and this is one of those rules that's like an urban legend, because I don't know why it got started, or like how it got started. Yeah, I, I know it's in the sil- it. it was in the syllabus when we were there. And, like, I've heard different things. Like, the purpose of it is that the class is hard, so you don't want to leave. Like, they don't want to, like, have you missing anything. But I, two things about that. If you have to go to the bathroom, that's all you're going to think about the entire time. And second, 
what they tell you is you're not going to learn everything in class. You got to do all your work outside of class. So, I mean, that's kind of like, well, what are you trying to get at here? Like, what's the exact answer? But then the, my favorite one and the one that's weirdly consistent is that <laughs> I feel ridiculous saying this, but this is apparently where the origin of this rule is. Astronauts are not allowed to leave the space shuttle when they're in launch. So you shouldn't be allowed to leave the classroom to go to the bathroom during class. I mean, that just makes sense. Let that sink in for a minute. Yeah, let that sink in for a minute. The fact that if you're strapped in, like, if you're strapped in and about to go on, if you're about to literally leave orbit, like, it's the same thing as sitting through class for an hour for 40 lessons. So, I (laughs) I don't know. I just think that's hilarious. And so I thought about a few different things. I thought of some prototype rules, if you will. So my one answer would be, okay, well, let us wear diapers. So because that's what the astronauts do, let's wear diapers, and then you can just go to the bathroom in your pants, which I do sometimes anyways, (laughs) regardless of whether or not I have on a diaper. So what did I naturally do? I pulled out my blues, uh, took them down to the dry cleaner and got them pressed because I'm not going to put on blues if they're not, you know, freshly pressed. So I got them freshly pressed, got them back three days later. Put them on uh, with a diaper. Uh, didn't look great. Didn't fit well. Didn't feel good. So I was like, okay, well, this prototype rule just doesn't work. We're going to have to get rid of this. So You didn't run that through your innovations is, classes? No, man. Oh, all right. Sorry. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. Come on. We don't talk about my, my academic tenure. It wasn't good. Anyway. Um, so what my proposal is, is that astronauts have the advantage of wearing spacesuits and I think they have diapers in them and that's what they get to wear into orbit. You can, you can freely pee like as much as you want. I mean, there's, and, and so that's like kind of the thing, like the only, the, if you think about it and maybe f- follow me on this one, the classes you peed the most in at the Academy were what? Water haze and swimming. Yeah. So if you're kind of following that same line of logic, I think that the new rule, we're going to finally get to it without further ado, is give every single cadet a NASA spacesuit and let them wear a diaper during class. Not only would that be resourceful, but that would be hilarious. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine every single day, like, hey, are you supposed to be in that in that flight suit? Like, yeah, I have a uh, I'm flying later. Like, hey, are you supposed to be wearing your NASA spacesuit? Uh, yeah, I have Astro third period. Oh, okay, that's. Can cool. we make the that's teachers fine. wear it too? So what do you, Yes, with the helmet. Yeah, it seems only fair. Yeah, and obviously to cut down on cost because I I don't know exactly how much they cost, but I think they're easily a few hundred thousand dollars a piece. But to cut down on cost, we'll take out the communications, so you won't have a radio, so that'll save like three or three or four thousand dollars. But then what you'll have to do is talk like you're in a spacesuit on the communications. So <laughs> you'd be like, "Are of course, <laughs> you're so stupid." All right, so what are your thoughts on that? Any changes you want to make to that rule that I made up? No, I like the rule. Uh, just to touch on that whole rule that you can't go to the bathroom during Astro, I was also, I was always the guy that, like, hoped that somebody would just, like, do it in class to prove a point. Like, how has nobody done that yet? Like, like now, can I use the bathroom? It's like, is it an emergency? And you're not going to be like, yes, because who wants to say yes in front of, like, 20 of your peers? So you're just like, no, and then you just go in your pants. And they're like, well, this sucks for everybody now. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, I just think that it's, at the end of the day, it is a really weird, it's, it's a weird rule. And it's like, I, I wonder if they do like audits of the rules. So obviously they have the syllabus and like those things are closely watched and they have to be for, um, what's that called? Accreditation, the thing that like ITT tech doesn't have like accreditation, like they do accreditation, so I feel like they have to look through the syllabus. And every year is the is the is like the dean looking at it and going like, "Oh, yep, the only class where you're not allowed to leave to go to the bathroom," and just like signing off on it. I just think it's really strange. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I agree. All right, let's move into uh, cadate consent and disenroll uh, this week. Pretty simple one. We're talking unis, uniforms. All right. You wanna go first? Um, cadate. Consent, disenroll. I have, yeah, I'll give you three things, and then obviously everybody knows the rules at this point. We're not going to go over it too much. Are you ready? Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, I got parade dress, just stand straight up parade dress. Uh, we got the APU bottoms with the A jacket top, commonly seen by the honor guard. 
And finally, the long service coat referred to as the Nazi coat by the cadet wing. Okay. Um, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to cadate ABUs with a jacket because of the diversity of it. I think that having an ABU bottom with an A jacket top means you're ready for anything. True. Like you're going to go out, you want to go do the, you want to do the, an obstacle course down in Jack's Valley. Go ahead, bud. Just take off your A jacket and just complete that sucker. Uh, you want to get real formal, introduce yourself to a three star who's walking around the Tizo. I mean, maybe you'll have to take your pants off after you're done with that obstacle course, but wearing your A jacket, like you look good, look professional. So I'm going to stick with that. I think it's, I think you can have good diversity with it. I think you can, Mix it up, swap it out. I think it's awesome. Yeah, you want to look like a homeless uh, guy outside of old Chicago who got his stuff from Goodwill? Go ahead. You already look yeah. like him. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> next, I'm going to consent uh, with parade dress. And I think the reason why is because parade dress, if you think about it, is the very last cadet uniform that you'll ever ever wear. So it's like a lot of those cadet uniforms kind of suck because like the materials are kind of awful. Like cadet PC gear was awful when we were there. That stuff was like, it was like, it, you know what it felt like? It felt like that material that they make pinatas out of. Yeah. Like paper mache. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was, that was what the PC gear shirt felt like. Um, so it felt good putting on that uniform for the one last time. So, so this actually, I will, I will very much consent with this. Like a little, little, little one time only. Well, that makes sense. You don't wear yeah. it very often. Yeah. And then uh, finally, I'm going to disenroll the Nazi coat. Not only because I had it and literally never wore it. That, that I think that thing was like 300 bucks. Remember how they charge your account and then they take it out of your cadet pay? Yeah. Like, I don't think, I think it was expensive. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have to disenroll it because we got all the, the like, I've been making fun of uh, Navy for all of their, like, white supremacy stuff that they have going on there with their building names. Yeah, if you're gonna call it a Nazi coat, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just enroll. Yeah, that's true. It's 2017. It was a simple one for me. Get, get yeah. with the times. All right, so yeah, so the ones that I got for you today are going to be footwear. Okay. Uh, I know we were doing uniforms, but I just, I mean, I think that it's it's important for your feet. It's been proven time and time again, based on how like you know the Navy people are having issues with their football players for wearing the, what is it like the hard heel? Sh- I. We did that in the first episode. I still don't even understand what the issue was with their shoes. They're claiming that they're losing games and getting injuries because of their do, shoes. Do any shoes not so have happens. hard soles, like other than maybe slippers? I don't understand. That. I don't know, and that's what I'm saying. Like all the fashionable boots and stuff that you would buy at, like, I don't know. I, I don't wear fashionable stuff, but if any fashionable boots that you would wear, like those are all hard. It's all the same material. So some, um, whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna give you cadet issued. A6, the running shoes, a favorite of, of people to wear out into the springs. <laughs> uh, those nice shower flip-flops that inevitably break after wearing them three times to the shower during basic. And then a people's favorite, uh, the slippers, which I actually, when we were preparing for the show, I had to ask you if those actually existed because I don't remember seeing them. Yeah, they're kind of forgotten. I, I was like, I vaguely remembered it because we had to wear those ridiculous pajamas. To bed, I was like, hey, can I just wear like like underwear and just go to sleep? They're like, no, put your PJs on. I was like, um, that's not how I like to sleep. Like, I look like, like I'm in a... Put your PJs on. I look like I'm in a psych ward. Like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I look like I'm about to give birth. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm going to cadate, while we're on the topic, I'm going to cadate the slippers long term. Um, one, you're like you said, the flip-flops, not durable. The slippers are durable, and they're comfortable, and they're acceptable to walk around the squadron in. You couple that with the bathrobe, and you got a little Hugh Hefner, Playboy-esque kind of look going on there. So I think that's a good look to have. Everybody loves slippers, whether you um, admit it or not. Consent yeah. is going to be the flip-flops. Uh, the showers are nasty. You need something to cover your feet up. Um, so I think I will consent to the flip-flops. But like you said, they don't last forever. So you're going to consent to the basic issue flip-flops until you can – Get yourself, you know, really, really um, go crazy and buy a $10 pair of slides that will actually fit for a while. 
Well, and then having the slides too. If they have the Nike on, that's how you. That's how you let know. Let everybody know in your squad that you're like an IC. Yep. Like you should. Yeah, you put your and you write your yeah, number yeah. in permanent marker on them because we don't have the funds for actual custom flip flops like most schools. That's how you do it, yeah. and you carry a Gatorade water bottle like around. Some, yeah, and someone will be like, "Hey, man, you gonna go to the training session? Beat some smacks?" And it's like, uh, "Hey, bro, check the, like I know I'm in a bathroom right now, but check the flops. Check my yeah, check the flops." Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I got I got to go watch film. I'm gonna disenroll uh, the cadet issued Asics, also known as Basic Asics. I think because of where we wore them and how a lot of cadets chose to wear them in normal clothes over the four years, the brand of Asic is literally dead to me. Um, there's been times where I'm like, oh, I should probably get a pair of running shoes. You know, everyone's like, oh, Asics, great support, the great running shoes. And I will never be able to bring myself to buy Asics ever again because there's been too many yeah. times I've seen a kid walking out of Vandy Tower with his jeans on that barely fit. Um, he's got his leather jacket, aviators, probably a weird necklace on, and basic Asics to top it all off. So <laughs> I just, that's kind of ruined it for yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, you don't like that look? I mean, it's just not for me. Maybe I'm not yeah. fashion forward. As he walks out to his, as he walks out to his 2004 Mustang. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. With like a sticker on the back of I don't know, yeah. some Air Force related thing. Yeah, with a license, pl- with a license plate that says a BT space D L I S B Dulles. <laughs> and then a sticker that's like fast, fast, neat, below average, and I'm like, what a loser. Whoa. Okay, okay, you're just describing my car. <laughs> Sorry. That'd be cool. Yep, that's fine. All right, so that was uh, Cadet Consent Disenroll, a crowd favorite, one of our favorites. Uh, finally, so we're going to close it out with minutes. Arch, my man, please do what you do best. Let him know what the uniform of the day is. This might come as a shock, but it's not basic ASICs. Uniform of the day is any... What? Yeah, I know. It's anything you can find on fastneatbelowaverage.bigcartel.com. Keep a lookout for some new designs popping up. We do have the Troy Calhoun shirt that's now available uh, with the classic line of Welcome to Thin Air. It's a great shirt. We're also going to have some uh, Army and Navy-specific stuff coming out soon, so be sure to you know keep an eye out for that stuff. Yep, yep. Always be checking. Uh, I don't know. We might be overdue for a giveaway. I haven't even discussed this with Archie yet, but might be overdue for a giveaway, get some people hyped about the gear. We got really cool stuff. If you want to get a flag, get a flag on there. They look great on game day. They look great in your dorm. They're sneaky uh, sold out right now. your chances but... of getting – okay. Well, we're getting more We're getting more in, but when they come back in, if you want to up your chances uh, exponentially of getting reposted by Fasting Below Average, go ahead and get a flag in that picture. Uh, yeah. So minutes, not only that, not only to give the rundown of stuff for us, uh, I'm going to – but it's also for things that are going on events and things that are going around at the academy. Um, so this week, I'm going to tell a quick story. This week was Columbia Week at USAFA. I think it might be over now, but I saw a couple pictures. And I was actually a almost a Spanish minor. It turns out I did not get my Spanish minor because you're required. I did pass all my classes and took enough classes to get the minor. But apparently, you're supposed to take some test, like the, the defense language test. I did not do that. So I did not graduate with a minor. Oh, ironically, and just before you kind of get into anything else, I took enough classes and enough credits as well to get a German minor. However, I got a C- minus in the last class, and apparently you need a C to get the minor. So I don't have a minor because of about 1%, which was probably a homework I decided not to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, we learn something new about your co-host every yeah, day. exactly. Yeah, we're, we're just like you train. guys. I bet, academic, yeah, I bet academically we kind of mirror each other. <laughs> shortcomings so so anyways uh so yeah columbia week it's it's a it's a favorite of uh the spanish department and so i decided that i was going to host a colombian cadet kid comes in he's awesome i actually this was this was like years and years and years ago and i still talk to him to this day uh occasionally but so he comes out and he's like super cool and i realized that i am not that great at spanish after this i thought i was okay like i can watch dora the explorer and, and work and moderately understand what she's saying but so basically what they did was their entire trip was to take a tour once come to class with us and then they got on a bus and went up to denver and basically just went shopping so my kid comes back with like all this stuff and it was like a friday and they were leaving the next day and he was like what do you want to do tonight and i was like well 
like they basically said that we're supposed to go to take you guys to Haps uh, if you're of age. How old are you? And he goes, yes, is his response, which is a normal <laughs> response to how old are you. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. That sounds good. Sounds like you're ready to go to Haps. So I take him to Haps, and um, he polishes off, I don't know, maybe it's because of the metric to U.S. system, no less than three buckets of beer. Okay, that's a little bit overkill, but he drinks a lot of beer. And we get back to his room, and one of the cadets, like one of the Colombian kids comes knocking on the door and is like, hey, where were you tonight? And he was like, oh, I was at Haps. And he was like, oh. And they just start laughing. I was like, what? He's like, yeah. He wasn't supposed to go. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, he's like 17. So <laughs> that was the time that I should have gotten like, a, like an alcohol hit, I guess, by proxy, by uh, basically getting a kid in. And it was funny because they were they were all supposed to bring in their uh, like their passports, but I guess it was written in Spanish or something, so they just couldn't, I don't know. So what I it was, am but he got in fine and... Yeah, yeah, just like a piece of paper that says it. So, yeah, so that was my story of uh, Columbia Week. Also on minutes, just want to talk about it to reiterate. I know you've already heard about it, but Thirsty Parrot, November third, two thousand seventeen, beat Army Party. More details are still coming. We got drink deals. We're gonna have giveaways. We're bringing our own DJ the next day, November fourth, day of the Army Air Force game. We are going to be hosting a Bud Light tailgate. That's right, a tailgate sponsored by Bud Light. We're gonna have tons of free beer for graduates, none for cadets. Wink. And as well as giveaways and other stuff. Seriously, if you're a cadet, do not come expecting to drink unless you want to. In which case, we're not going to give you any beer, but you can take some beer, but don't. All right? You got anything else? No, that was as clear as it could be. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you next time. See ya. So, yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a Big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit. You have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just where you got to compete. Welcome to Thin Air. I want you to share